the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello there, Dennis Prager, Julie Hartman, the Dennis and Julie podcast. Did I say the last names? I did, yeah. So I don't have to say anything else. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jules. Hi, Dennis. Do I call you Jules on the Dennis and Julie? I think you That's have before. That's my nickname for you. I know. Few people in my life call me that. The, wait, few? Mean, few. The, there were... People who called you Jules prior to meeting me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? That's yes. adorable. And you know what's who interesting? did? Who did? Uh, one of my best guy friends in high school and one of my best guy friends from college. Interestingly, it's guys who call me that. Actually, my roommate also, she, she calls me Jules. So I guess it's three. But isn't that interesting that most of them are guys? Well, it's only two out of three. No, so, three. Oh, three out of four? You. Yeah, three out of four. Oh, three You're out of four. Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting. I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation. Do you have But nicknames? it is interesting. It is unbelievable how I don't. There, everyone <laughs> in my life, 99.9% of humans have called me relatives, friends, enemies, Dennis. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I at one time started calling you Prague's. Oh yeah, I had Prags. But it doesn't quite it doesn't quite feel right. No. No. And uh sometimes I'll call you Denny. That's yeah. But just but when I'm like in a really silly mood, I'll be like Denny, you know, but I don't actually yeah. call you Denny. No, no, I know. It's uh, by the way, Sean, the, do you call him wa- anything? No, he What is he has, it? Yeah, he can't say it because it's a family show. He cannot say his nickname. I'm joking. I, I I'm just sure I would believe I have it. no doubt. I would that totally believe it, it's it. It's an expletive. There's no doubt in my mind. It is not clean. Do men yeah. call fellow men by nicknames? I don't. I don't know the answer. Yeah, ju- just as much as uh, women, I think. Yeah. The the fun thing is what couples call each other. I've actually. Yes. I did a male female hour that. audit. Of course you did. The names that people come up with to call their beloved spouse. Give some examples. Oh, I don't remember, but it was it was names like the names. I remember this that I thought. Wait a minute, that's a name for a dog. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, what so, do you what do you and Sue call each other? You call uh, her so, sweets. Wait, wait, wait. So no, no. Uh, so if I come home, I, I so I believe I call her most of the time. I call her Sue. Uh, Babes, Babes and sweets. Do, do I've I heard do? sweets. You, sweets, really? Yes. Oh. You, you, it's it's interesting. I don't think you realize I you're babe. doing it. Babes. I babes. Uh, gorgeous. I call her gorgeous a lot. Hey, gorgeous. And and of course, then she'll look around. Who's he talking to? <laughs> she thinks I'm talking to one of the dogs. It's really it's <laughs> it's a very sad thing in my life. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It is funny. I does she call you it. anything? Um, but. By love and 
I, I think Hun. Hun, that's a big I think, one. I think as in Attila the Hun, so, not as in honey. You know what my parents do, and I wonder if if other families do this. And they they call each other affectionate names. Thankfully, not anything that's too cringy. You know, some couples have like honey oh, bunches I, or oh, something, I, I'm or totally like with you. sugar, is, sugar. I'm it like, it is Ugh. uncanny how we have the same reaction. Yeah, it's yeah. we should we should actually talk about that. It, it's amazing how uh, we find interest in what many would consider to be the superfluous or, or even mundane. Um, that is its own subject. Yes, it is. But yeah. my parents, they call each other mom and dad. So they'll go, dad, my mom will oh, walk through the house and go, dad, yes. dad. So that, okay. It's not her dad. It's my so, dad. No, no, no. I'm well aware. So, okay. <laughs> Just to clarify. That. If anyone was confused. So I'm, all right, look, you're, you're, I'm a big fan of your parents, as you well know. Oh, no. They're watching. I must admit, that is not something I've ever taken to. I think they do it around No, okay. There's nothing... Wait, I want to make something clear. This is not a judgment. This is a Dennis subjective... It's like saying, I don't like chocolate or I don't like vanilla. It's not a condemnation of chocolate or vanilla. It's not a condemnation... Uh, it's just, it, I had very close friends in Israel, and you know, I speak uh, Hebrew well, mm-hmm. and so we always spoke in Hebrew, and and when I lit, I would visit them for, for a Shabbat, I'd spend, stay overnight, they lived on a kibbutz, uh, and the the way he, he would call her Ima, which is Hebrew for mom or mother. Oh, okay. And I just, and it was so natural and she was the mother of the house, obviously. And that's what it means. Nobody means you're my mother. I'm well aware of that. But it, it's, it's maybe because I didn't grow up with it, and I certainly never called a wife of mine, and I've had experience <laughs> in wives. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres. That's it. Okay. Don't, you know, let's, let's not over Let's not hey. over I'm better than Eric Metaxas. Eric Metaxas was introducing you at the Socrates thing. Oh, he said, know, Dennis said, is here with his eighth yeah. wife. Yes. Well, only Eric Metaxas could, could do that, which I, cracks me up. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, it's, not my, it's not my style. I, I can't imagine calling Sue mom. Well, because you don't have kids together. <laughs> yeah, but I – so with a wife, I had kids together. I couldn't imagine it. There's nothing wrong – I'm, I want to make that clear. I just can't imagine it. Mm-hmm. What do you, I, I rather say gorgeous. What's well? They again. They do that with each other. I've heard them call right. call each other affectionate names. But I think when they're around us, I notice you know, dad, mom, and I'm like, it's, it's just yeah, right. it's interesting. Okay. But anyway, um, what do you, what's your impression of couples who? Do those like really over the top, like honey, honey bunches, okay, so, vanilla chocolate so swirl? Here, here, yes, right. Well said. Boo boo bear. Ugh. Okay, Sorry. right. So I have to preface my response with a, a realization that there was no objective right or wrong here. You're right. I shouldn't uh, judge. I, no, no. I judge. But I I recognize within me this is Dennis's not Dennis Prager even <laughs> this is just Dennis's personal preference. Yes, that's it. And the, I don't I can't state this. 
there's a right or wrong. If you punch your spouse, that's wrong. That's not Dennis's subjective take. Okay. Right. So uh, I I don't get it. I, I see. I'll tell you why. You know? Do you know? We could do a, a, a whole thing on this. Do you know what turns me on almost more? And I only come to realize this maybe in the last decade. The, amazing the realizations you make about yourself. You figure you lived with yourself so long, you really know yourself. And I really do know myself, but still I come up with more realizations. The thing that turns me on the most, I think, in life is real. I go crazy inside of me the moment I detect non-real. Honey, smuckle, smuckle, buckle doesn't strike me as real. Now, that doesn't make me right. I I truly acknowledge this. You could have the greatest marriage in the world and have these these uh, right. flowery nicknames, but it doesn't it doesn't seem real to me. Hmm. And that everything. Everything that I respond to is always smacks of real. I, I does that make sense to Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I mean, we talk talk about this, you know, not to always bring up dating uh, on on this show, but it's very hard for me to find guys who are real and deep, and those are. Different things, but they're kind of like twins. I think they or are they're first cousins, yes, actually. That's right. Um, you can't. I don't think you can be deep without being real. You can be real without being deep. Okay. Would you agree? I I I haven't thought. I have to think that through. I know. I know real people who aren't deep. Okay, so that is. But I don't that. know deep yeah. people mm-hmm. who aren't real. Mm-hmm. So. No, that, that that entirely makes sense. You know, I've been thinking so much lately about your line. As it, as often, as it often goes with your lines, they make more and more sense to me as time goes on uh, and the more that I really nice. live in the, in the real world. And you often say, and it sounds like it's a joke or as you would say a cute comment, but it's actually – you're being dead serious. You say you have an erotic attraction to the truth. That's right. And that is so – that is exactly how I'm living my life now. I want to get it. Right. I want to get it in its well, ugliness. I, have an I want to get it in its beauty. To real. Right. And the real and truth are cinnamons. Cinnamons. Oh God. Synonyms. Cinnamons. Yes. Real. real. I fell in love. I fell show. in love with Sue within three minutes, and it never happened in my life. And. And I, I never even thought it. I, I always thought it was make believe movies. And aside, look, there are ob- the obvious reasons, but so what? I've, 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 in the course of my lifetime as a public figure, I've met any number of very attractive women. So that wasn't it alone. And she would be laughing if she heard this because she so doesn't think she's in that realm, which she, she's deluded, but doesn't matter. What really got me was how real she was. You can tell. You can tell almost immediately with people. I, oh, that's right. That's right. I I believe in you know getting to know someone, not judging people too quickly. However, that being said, and this is not said as this is not said as a self-aggrandizing thing. I actually view it as a gift from God. I can get a read on people. 
yes. in one to three minutes. Dare I even well, say I could get a read on people in 30 seconds? Yes. So I do you remember your instant read of me? Of course I do. You do? Tell me. I've never oh heard my, this. Well, I, th- I think I've told you. And I'm not you. looking for a compliment. No. I'm very, very curious. Your instant read, not your long-term read. Well, my instant read of you wasn't you. It was PragerU. Because when I... Oh, because you saw me videos. Oh, yes. that's true. And okay. I remember... Yeah. I, it is, I can't say... I have a good memory, but I can't say my memories are always vivid. This is a vivid memory for me. I was lying in my bed, <laughs> watching and on Google late at night, and I Googled what do conservatives think about police. Up popped, I actually think it wasn't a video on police. I think it was Larry Elder's video about the five biggest issues facing the black community, because this was during Black Lives Matter. Um, and I was so disillusioned by what I was seeing on the left with the rioting and the looting and the crusade against police and the Maoist self-criticism sessions. I'm just trying to set the scene for people. And so I sought out an alternative online. And I had ne- I had no idea PragerU existed. Never heard of it. Never heard of Daily Wire. Never heard of you. Never heard of Ben Shapiro. Never heard of Candace Owens. Never heard of, of Jordan Peterson. I had no idea that this world existed. And when I clicked on the PragerU video, again, it's vivid. I remember thinking, these people are telling the truth. Wow. It, it, was, like, it was a visceral hmm. certainty. It was like, th- I, knew, I just knew it immediately because it was so clear. It was so fair. It was, it hmm. was nuanced. Immediately, you know, check our sources in, in the description. And I, got, and I went, what is this organization? I've never seen anything like this. It was it was highbrow. It was eloquent. It was like all the it had all of the accoutrements of real truth tellers and real intellectual people. So I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And then I went to every other video and time and time and time again, even even and especially when it was controversial, I went, they're right. Hmm. I remember there was a video on prisons. Um, you know, is the is the prison system racist? And this guy at the beginning of the video said, we're going to, you know, I want to lay down my principles here. And I and I adopt this. I do this on Timeless. I recently did an episode on transgenderism. And I said, I'm going to start out with my my principles about this. And I remember in the PragerU video, they said, you know, no one should be wrongfully incarcerated. Prisoners should always be treated well. And I loved I, I, I loved that just coming out with, mm-hmm. you know, laying the groundwork before Anyway, I'm trying to give examples of the impression it had, but I figured out that this organization was spectacular in truth-telling. And then I traced it to you, and that's how I found you. And every time you spoke, again, it was just – here's the thing. When people tell the truth and when people are real, it hits something in you. Mm -hmm. It really does. That's why I think telling the truth is so powerful and everyone should do it. There – the human being has a proclivity to sin and to be evil and to do bad things. But also when we hear the truth, something powerful is ignited in us. Dennis Prager here with a man I have come to admire for his work. So when I asked him, what do you do? This is the title he gave, Wealth Architect. Very simply put, I am a wealth architect that helps my clients accelerate the way they grow your wealth. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. The Internal Revenue Code is embedded with a number of things that you can take advantage of. It's what I call playing tax chess. We take the time to play tax chess in your favor. We give our clients 
unbiased, independent advice across all areas in their financial life because we have no incentive to sell anything. I was taken enough and impressed enough to have you do my work. And you have, in fact, saved me a serious amount of money. CharlesDombeck.com slash Prager. Well, it raises the fascinating question to which I don't have a, a, a complete answer at all because I follow a lot of the hate directed against me on right. the Internet because I, for many reasons. And I'm, I will admit I am amazed that somebody could actually watch a talk I give me too. and then go, this is nonsense. Me too. Now, you could say, you know, he said X, and let me tell you why I differ. I, I, I respect that. But, oh, this is a bunch of lies. This is nonsense. This is hate. The, the common dismissals. I, I don't I don't know where it comes from in a human being because you and I don't understand if you are confronted with truths, why don't you instinctively respond positively? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have I don't have a complete answer. Well, this is my hypothesis and it, it's I, I think it's partially right, but it's not the entire answer. I, I I really want to explore this. Why, when people hear the truth and they know it's the truth, are they not attracted to it? Why don't they want to pursue it and adopt it and speak it and honor it? Um, I think part part of it is that people are afraid of the truth. And this is my whole thing. The truth is good. When you actually get down to the truth, the truth may be uncomfortable. I, I love that saying, But the, the truth is not... The truth isn't bigoted. The truth doesn't favor men over women. The truth doesn't favor white people over black people. Do you know what I mean by it? Like, totally. The, the truth is I good. Love, that's why and, I love your saying. And that's why, I, and when I discovered that, because the truth is God-given. I've got, boy, we're really, we were talking about, this is so Dennis and Julie, we're talking about like honey bunches of oats, the names, and now we're talking about the God-given truth. But um, this is, this is how, this is one of the, 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 um, one of the biggest ways I believe in God is my belief that the truth is good. That's beautiful. It really, I, I, it really I, is. I, I, yes. And so, so anyway, I just want to finish this this point that I think people are afraid of it. Like I, I think that when, you know, during Black Lives Matter, I, I think when people would speak the the real truth about how, uh, you know. This is so uncomfortable, but the truth is uncomfortable. That the main problems in Black America were not systemic racism or were not police brutality. It was fatherlessness, and you know, victimhood, victimhood, and and all of those things. I am not afraid of say, saying that truth because I fundamentally don't believe that Black people are inferior to white people. I believe that the black community in the United States of America has overwhelmingly adopted a culture that is not beneficial. And by the way, to really get into it, I think a lot of this culture has been fueled by racist Democrats who encourage and legitimize fatherlessness and victimhood. Blacks who don't think they're victims vote Republican. And so 
the point is I'm not afraid of confronting the truth because I know the truth is not eugenicist. I know the truth is, okay, there's a problem with culture and all different kinds of people, no matter what race or gender or religion you are, can adopt bad cultures. And I want to get to that truth because I'm not afraid of it because I know it's not going to prove something that's deeply malignant. I think leftists, if if this is making any sense, it's making total sense. They, there might be a part of them that actually believes in the eugenicist or, you know, argument that some races are unequal to other races because they're afraid of confronting When, when a white says, as all woke whites say, mm-hmm. starting with uh, the woman who wrote uh, White Fragility, I don't remember. Robin DeAngelo, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. So all whites are racist. So a teacher, a white teacher says this in front of you. Why isn't it, for, for among other things, why isn't it just self-damning? If a, if a non-Jew got up and said, all non-Jews are anti-Semitic, I as a Jew would hear the following. I know you're lying because I know so many non-Jews who aren't anti-Semitic. In fact, 99% of those I've known, and I've known more than I've known Jews, is non-Jews. And... They're not anti-Semitic. So therefore, all you're saying is you are. Right. You are getting up and saying, I am an anti-Semite. Right. A mm. white who says all whites are racist. Since it is, how does a black hear that? Why isn't the black in the same position I as a Jew am with the other example? Why doesn't a black say, well, wait a minute. I've really known a lot of non-blacks. Frankly, I. I didn't see any racism in there. Right. So clearly, this piece of crap who's talking to me, this moron in the guise of a professor, uh, is just saying that he or she is a racist. There is nothing else added in that statement. Right. right. Why, why, why doesn't a black hearing that say that? Mm. Do, they, does, does, do blacks really, does the average black American believe all whites are racist? Well, they've been told that. Well, no, I, I, that's a separate issue. I know, but, but when you, you're told been, something you, enough. Okay. You could tell me all, all non-Jews are anti-Semitic. You could tell me that for 40 years. I would know it's a lie. I, I know what I experienced. You can't lie to me about my life. Mm-hmm. If blacks are capable of being lied to and find it convincing, there is no hope for this country. You are being lied to as much as I would be that all non-Jews are anti-Semitic. It is a total God... Oh, we're not allowed to say that. Except I would say it. May God damn that lie. I stand by that wish. God should damn that lie. And for the record, as I know you know, it's not just black people who are being lied to in this country. It's women. It's gay people. It's trans people. It's every person that is somewhat in the inter- intersectional stratosphere who's being lied to that America hates their group. I, as a woman, have been told my whole life by the left that I am somehow oppressed for living in the United States of America, and I've never experienced oppression because of my womanhood a day in my goddamn life. So I hear you, but okay, I Okay, just... you can't... You, okay, God... Oh, yeah. Sorry. In my... In my... In my but wait, life. but wait, but why are we doing that? Uh, because if it's... Yeah, so again, no. So uh, you're right. The but truth. you don't... No, your life is not goddamn. That's the difference. 
I want God to damn the I lie. See. But your life well, is not God damn. Yeah. That's good. Okay. That's like what you've taught me it, it, with regard. Yes. Not in regards right. to. You send your yes. regards. Right. When you're talking right. about something, you say with regard. But, you know, let, let's take another example. Like, I've always been against affirmative action because I don't think it, I mean, the evidence indicates that it doesn't work. It do, It actually, you should read the book Mismatched. You should read Tom Sowell's a great book on affirmative action that if people are not qualified to get into a certain school, they're more likely to drop out. And you would rather have an individual go to a school where, that is more matched to their abilities at the time so that they can excel in that environment. So I believe affirmative action doesn't work, but also I believe that people of all races, of all backgrounds can prove in in the United States of America, can prove themselves based on their own merit. And when you say that, like there's, it's amazing to me how there's such hostility from, from the left, you know, to, to many of these viewpoints. And again, it goes back to my hypothesis, which is not the full picture, but I think there's this – I think they may – many of them may have a kind of malignant view that oh, black no, oh, people can't o- prove the themselves only, on their own merit. The, that's correct. The only systemic racism is from the left. The only. Yes. There is no doubt every leftist thinks blacks are inferior. I just don't – Because they, they admit it. If we have the same standards for everyone, you blacks can't make it. That is what white leftists say. That's what black leftists say. Right. It is a completely racist notion. It is. It's a racist notion to say that finding one right answer in math is white supremacy, well, as the Oregon Education Department of Education Department. says. Or that, as the Smithsonian Institute says, that certain virtues are white, punctuality, working before you have fun, nuclear objectivity, nuclear family. That is so racist, essentially saying, you know, I don't think that black people or minorities are capable enough of, you know, adopting these universal values. So we're going to paint them as, you know, this terrible bigoted thing but god i i i know it's complicated but i have to say i'm i'm proud of this point that i've come up with because i'm not afraid to get to the truth that's right even I, when I, it's uncomfortable because yes, i know I the truth it. is good yes. i know even right. if it's uncomfortable to acknowledge fatherlessness in the black community i know it's not because right. black people have an intrinsic genetic you know proclivity to be to run out on their families. I know that it's a broken culture that, that actually many of them are victims of. So it's like the truth, the truth is good when you get down to it. Let's all get down to it. Since I began debating people who differ with me, which is very early in my life, I, it's often been said I'm, I'm a very good debater. By, for example, my arguments at Oxford have gone viral on, on Hamas, ironically, from eight years right. ago. So I have often asked myself, why am I an effective debater? Mm-hmm. So, okay, I have innate abilities to speak, and I think clearly, I acknowledge that. But a lot of people can speak and think clearly. And I realized, this is why I so respond to you, because it's the kindred spirit that we have. At a very early age, I realized I don't want to win. I just want to know what's true. And And that is my secret weapon. Yes. The reason I am so effective is that I have no agenda except the truth. 
you have taught me that. I mean, one of one of your best lines ever is clarity over agreement. Because that's th- that's what it is. I want to get to okay, what do you believe? What do right. I believe? And, right now, and what really is the case? Let the listener figure out yes. what is true. And let's lay out those three options. Yeah. But that really is. That's the secret to yeah, my debate. That's, that's why I never fear a debate. I am prepared to say in a debate, good point. Totally. That's yes. right. You know what? I had not I had not thought about that. That's a very that's a very valid point. I I I don't I'm not winning for Dennis. I want to w- just figure out what is true. That alone would make the world good. Just the pursuit of truth. I if I had a choice, would I have everyone believe in God or have everyone pursue truth? I would choose pursue truth. Because there are so many people who believe in God who don't pursue truth. I'm not talking about mm. a lot of religious people. Just vast numbers of people say they believe in God and they don't give a damn about truth. So, But that is how much, and I'm a big God believer, but that is how much I am convinced lies are the root of evil. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank our listeners for all of your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code Hartman and you can get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off of the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb. Also, dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Hartman or call 1-800-566-6745 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Yes, and that this is why I believe that the the truth is is evidence of God. Men can become God. women is a gigantic lie. It is that's yep. that's the issue. The issue is not that you sympathize with trans kids or anything. The only issue is is it true or false? It is a hundred percent lie. A man cannot become a woman. End of issue. You can look like one. You can think you are one. You can do a million, but you can't become one. I cannot become another species. I cannot become another race. That's just the way it works. I love what you just said about how your agenda is pursuing the truth in those arguments. It's like the truth is your north star. And if you're following that, if someone, you know, if someone comes up to you and go, "Okay, l- let me point this out to you of how you may be going the wrong way." I don't I don't I don't view that as a knock on me. I don't view that as a a concession. I view that as actually a help to me because you're bringing me closer to the truth. You know, let's say, I mean, you you know this, and I, I've seen this on your radio show. Let's say you cite a statistic. Someone calls in and goes, Dennis, you're wrong. You said that, you know, five out of 100 people have X, and what you meant to say is that two out of 100 people have X. You, I, I always see you. You go, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You don't view it as, oh, God, that was embarrassing. I have to defend me. Or I have to defend me. Or right. I, it's, it's, it's pushing you towards that North Star. So here's we're sort of talking about it but but let's go back to this question of why is it that some people when they hear the truth are attracted to it 
want to follow it? And why is it that when some people hear yeah, the truth, I, they sure freak out an and answer. they're allergic to you it? you have an answer? Well, as I said, I think that some people are afraid that the truth is going to reveal something that they that is that they don't like. Okay, that's right. Um, so recently on Timeless, I was interviewing Spencer Clavin. We do this Thinker of the Month series, and we were talking about Alexander Solzhenitsyn because around the time uh, right now is the 50th anniversary of the Gulag Archipelago, which, by the way, you asked when I was in college how many people at Harvard know what the Gulag Archipelago is, and I didn't know it. Well, and that's you're asking me good. that. That's really important. And I said that, that, on, that on Timeless. Good. That answers my question. It, no, and it's, it's... If you didn't know it... And uh, I've since read parts of it. Virtually nobody knows it. But... We talked about this Solzhenitsyn line, which, God, I've been thinking about so much lately, that the, his famous line that the, that the line of good and evil runs across every human heart. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to say that because when I'm asking the question, why are some people attracted to the truth and others run away from it? It's not – it's not a binary. It's not that, you know, and, and Solzhenitsyn talks about this. He says, if only it were so simple that there were just some evil people that we just had to, you know, destroy and get rid of and then everyone else was good. Everyone, the, the people who run away from the truth have some proclivity to good and the people who run towards it have some proclivity to bad. I just want to acknowledge that. But still, there, there, I have encountered these themes where – there are some people, and it's not across gender or race, or but there are just some individuals who are more attracted to the truth than others, who don't freak out when they hear it. So I don't know what it is. I, I, I know. I agree with you, and it, it, it sort of renders the human condition somewhat hopeless because every generation has vast numbers of people who believe lies. I mean, we, we're, we're bathing in them. Israel is committing genocide. It's as big a lie as men can become women. Well, it it really does kind of <laughs> perhaps confirm a biblical belief that there is an animate force of evil that is always yeah, working okay. in life. Well, it, yeah, it, and it's, it's coming. I mean, it, because look look around us. Like, and and by the way, again, nothing is one hundred percent good. The United States of America. I love this country. It's not 100% good. Israel, I love it as a country. It's also not 100% good. Nothing is. But the overwhelming forces for goodness in society right now, they are the most targeted. And it's it's crazy to me because you look at it and you go, why why would so many people go after, for instance, the United States of America? We're all the beneficiaries of this system. If, if the people who claim to care so much about the plight of minorities and the plight of women and the plight of immigrants, they should be the most vociferous defenders of the United States of America. They should realize that this system has produced the best possible system in human history for everyone and especially, you know, minorities and, and pr- discriminated against people. But, but, but the good countries are the most targeted, the evil countries like Iran, you know, which are, are so misogynistic or half of Africa's 54 countries, which criminalize homosexuality, including in some cases with the de- death penalty, they're ignored. And so I, you kind of look at this situation and it, again, leads me closer to a biblical worldview of a conscious animate force of evil is going to swarm towards goodness and try to eat away at it. That is just what we see time and time and time again. Yeah, so whether there's an independent celestial force, 
is that's a matter of faith. Obviously, it's not can't, can't prove there's a devil or, or anything. But I I will acknowledge that in the last few years I have a much better understanding of the concept of the diabolic, that it seems to originate with the devil. I don't believe in any independent force other than God because that's right. my, my monotheism is very pure, but I fully get it. I don't disparage it. It makes sense. The, the, the demonic does seem to exist. The, the, when, you, when you read about you know, what, what Hamas did on October 7th, tie families together and burn them alive and, and then scream Allahu Akbar that their God is great. It, their God is demonic. I mean, if that's their God, oh, if their God thinks burning families is, is, is a beautiful thing and that you're, you're proud to take pictures of it, if that's not demonic, obviously the term should be relinquished. We should never use it. Whether you believe literally in demons or not is secondary. I, I don't literally believe in, in demons, but I don't laugh at people who do when there is no non-transcendent reason for such evil. Mm-hmm. That human beings do these things and enjoy it and think they're honoring their God, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's tough to explain. But look at, and I, and I hear you too, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about it, there are I, like you in recent years, have entertained the possibility more and more of a devil or a conscious animate evil force that's trying to find its way in, but I'm also still conflicted. I, I also believe that God gave us free will, and and the part of the deal of free will is that you have a capacity to, to do evil things as well as good things. But it really is stunning to me that if you just look at the course of human history, time and time and time again, the most righteous people and systems are the most persecuted. Yeah, And I mean, that's the whole story of Christianity. And that's why I think it's, you know, it's an immensely powerful story because here we have this person who was the, was God. I mean, was the most righteous person was only doing good deeds and he was crucified. You know, it, it, it teaches us that in a way it's almost like if, it, if you are being persecuted and that may be an indication that you're doing the right thing. I, I mean, I find that a, a lot. I, sometimes I well, I, just for the record, mm-hmm. just you'll find this of interest, right? Because you're deep, yes, to say the least. So, Jews, ha- believing Jews anyway, have understood themselves as the suffering servant of God. This has been so consistent, the desire to annihilate Jews, not, not just persecute them, but annihilate them. And it's always done by the great evil of, the, of, that, of the world at that time. And I, I do believe that, by the way. I actually wrote my column after October 7th that what is happening it just confirms my, my religiosity. And specifically in this case, because I'm I'm, I, trans, I transcend just being a Jew in the sense that I care, obviously, to bring the Ten Commandments to all human beings, and I, and I want Christians to thrive, and so on. Right. But as a Jew, and as a religious one, I I will say that my belief that the, 
the Jews are the chosen people was in fact reinforced on October 7th. Hmm. Why? For what you just said. The decent are the most hated. And it's not that Jews are all terrific. I, my problems with Jews are, are universally <laughs> I, known. I know. Uh, but the, the Israel is a pretty damn decent country. Yes, it is. And uh, the Hamas is, a, is indistinguishable from Nazis in terms of level of evil. So Nazis hate Jews is is a given in Jewish history. It depends on who the Nazi is. That's what that's what uh, Netanyahu was referring to when he spoke about Amalek, the biblical nation that uh, God is particularly angry at for what it did to to the Israelites, and you know w- wants to wipe them out, as it were. Uh, they never got wiped out. It's it, it's it's all in a sort of sense figurative, but. That's what he meant. He meant every generation has the Amalek that wants to annihilate us. In this generation, it's Hamas and Hezbollah and Al-Qaeda and, and all these others. So that's that's true. It's either, again, it's a truth issue. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see these people uh, all over the country, actually literally around the street, uh, around the corner from my apartment, there was this girl tearing off, my, my age, a girl tearing off uh, uh, posters of the Israeli hostages. You saw this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know who she is? No. And people were taking videos of her. But uh, she, Really? Yeah, someone was like, um, well, your, your face is going to be you know, on the internet showing this evil. And she goes, boo-hoo. And 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 they go. You're ripping down photos of baby, you know, the baby and these these young women who are being held captive by Hamas. And 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 she's like, "Yep." And she goes, "Well, you don't care about the genocide of Palestine." I mean, genocide, so okay. Right. So well, that here, by the way, that's that's a lie. As I think I said, that I said this earlier. Yes, you did. I think I you did. did. Yeah, that's that's up there with men men uh, give birth. Yes, it is. So, but I look at these people, and it's so hard because I, I think both are true. I think that they're intensely brainwashed, but that they're also evil. Yeah. And, but I but right. sometimes I go some. I think that we give a lot of credence and a lot of airtime to the brainwashing, and that's absolutely true. But but let me tell you something, and this is not. When I'm saying this, I don't. I'm not trying to say that I am inherently better than anybody else. But I know myself, and at the height of my brainwash, in in you know, lefty world, if you showed me a video of of what these thugs and that's a nice name for them did on October seventh, taking these women with the bloody pants, and the, I mean, you no amount of brainwash. Right, correct. Could have that convinced is me that that was okay. Yeah. I right. know myself, and that That's right. it would have, and it does obviously strike something in me that would have countered all that brainwash. And if that's there what makes me entertain one the evil. person who was not brainwashed, the brainwashed are to be blamed for being brainwashed. There are many good reasons to buy gold and silver. Bank failures, digital currency volatility, emerging market countries trying to topple the dollar as the global reserve currency. Julie Hartman here for AmFed Coin and Bullion, Dennis's choice for precious metals. If you ask AmFed owner Nick Rovich to simplify the case for precious metals, he'll tell you that when President Roosevelt recalled the gold in circulation and paid people with paper money... 
they received a $20 bill for a $20 gold piece. Today, that $20 bill won't even fill half of your gas tank, but the gold piece is worth about $2,000. Which would you rather own? Now, let's simplify the reasons to use AmFed coin in bullion. Nick's been in the industry for over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFedCoin in Bullion, 1-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. The, the, the fact that one person has seen this or heard this or read this and knows this is a lie that means everyone could have known it is a lie. They chose not to believe yes. that. Because here's the thing about the, the human being, and this is what I'm saying. These Dennis and Julie conversations always have a way of inadvertently flowing. I was saying that, you know, pe- the, the line of good and evil runs across every human heart. And, and I said that when you, when you hear – we have proclivities to do terrible things, but also when you hear the truth or you see the truth, I think it strikes something in you. This is what makes me believe that these people are evil because it's a primal human urge, I think, to, or a primal human emotion to see someone being physically harmed and feel sad for them. I, I think the human being has that just innate instinct to know that when someone is being violent against another person, you know well, that that an, is an wrong. An innocent person. An innocent I, I, yeah, person. I mean, that, You're right. You're right. No, yeah, that is very okay. important. An, an innocent person. And so that's what makes me believe that that – Many of these individuals are truly evil. Yeah. Because it's like like they're not paying attention to or maybe they don't have that, that primal So instinct. now you know why I knew in high school that I was not a leftist. I thought I was a liberal, uh, but I knew I wasn't a leftist because leftists didn't hate evil. They didn't hate communism. And that, that what you said is what I said. Wait a minute. You know how many people Stalin murdered and Mao murdered and Pol Pot murdered? Well, Pol Pot wasn't, uh, I was, uh, uh, that was after high school. Right. Uh, and I'm saying, wait, you know that? You, you, you understand the amount of torture and th- that they enslaved whole societies and you don't hate them? That's that's what uh, that was my immediate reaction to why I loathe the left from high school to today. Mm-hmm. The left does not hate evil; it hates Israel, it hates America, and that's by the way that's the whole point. When you don't hate evil, you hate the good. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know I agree with you more, more than anyone that this exists far more on the left in modern America than it does on the right. But for the record, I mean, I've talked about this on this show. I met someone at a bar recently who was conservative, and he was talking to me about how much he loves Putin. And, and and you know, how great – Putin's a traditionalist and, uh, you know, he's a great guy. And I said, well, what about, you know, him tor- torturing and imprisoning dissidents? And, what did he and, say And this that? guy goes, like who? And I said, like Alexei Navalny. And the guy goes, Alexei Navalny's a lib. He, des- he deserves, you know, whatever happened to him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nell, my dear, dear Jules <laughs> – the battle for good is a tough one. Well, as as you always say, you don't. Well, I, I want. I actually want you to say it because you always say it so much better than I say it, as with most things. But you say that you're not a member of a community. Mm. You're 
your well, life is I, comprised I, I, of individuals. Right. Yes. Not so much that I'm not a member of one. Well, but right. that that's why I want that's why I yes. wanted you to say this. No, no, no. You got it you're you're very close. I, I have looked at my life and I look at I have a tremendous amount of support and I have a tremendous amount of hate. Uh, uh it's a given and I'm obviously I have a very moved by group number one, but group number one is mostly individuals. It's not inherent to a group. Mm-hmm. That's all. That there's, you know, some people you just know if you are a this, you will like this person and fill in Christian, Jew, uh, Catholic, uh, Muslim, atheist. You know, just. I've tended to appeal overwhelmingly to individuals more than to groups. Mm-hmm. And that, that, by the way, it's not a lament. It's just a realization about my life. You know, and I find this with con- conservatives, and this is, again, to, to reiterate, with the belief that far more evil by many, many times over, exists on the left, among leftists in America right now than on the right. However, I've even seen, you know, I've, I've met a conservative like that who is, you know, praising Putin. I can't say I, he's the only one I've ever met like that. But, you know, sometimes I'll encounter people who say that they're conservative or say that they're Republicans and I'll go, why? And they're like, taxes. Mm. Or they'll be like, you know, and it's like, it's douchey. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can say that, that word on the air. You can. Uh, I can? Yeah. Wow. Really? Why? Yeah, it doesn't mean you should, but... <laughs> <laughs> I used it on Timeless recently, and I didn't check to see if Sean... Blue, uh, it's okay. We're real. It. Yeah, we're okay. real. Yeah. It's just, it's douche. And, and some people may view this as an overreaction, but I know that you won't, because I know that you get how much I care about the battle of good and evil, which is the battle of any time, but especially right now in our time. But it's just like, what? You're not a conservative because you... You hate the evil that you're seeing? You're conservative because you want a tax break? Like, I get wanting a tax break. Trust me. I live in California. Half of my paycheck is out the window before I can even, you know, look at it. That's true. But you're, like, that, that's why that's you're conservative. Right. Um, it's not because uh, yes. they're they're transing the kids. It's, right. it's not because That's why you're libertarian, like, really? not conservative. It, that, that, that's the difference. And I, and I have great respect for libertarians. But that's a libertarian answer, not a conservative answer. He should have said, "I'm a libertarian." What? That, no, I don't. I don't think so. Oh, I oh I do because libertarians don't generally take positions based That's true. on morality. Right. That's not their argument. They're they're very pragmatic. This works. This doesn't work. Which, by the way, is um, I believe pragmatic and good are almost synonymous. If it doesn't work, it isn't good. In a way, and and I we're on paper closer to libertarians and we are to leftists but in a way sometimes the libertarian arguments tick me off more than the leftist arguments because the 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 leftists have a poorly calibrated moral compass but the libertarian argument is well what's what's a moral compass you know we should just, like hands off i Who, agree with who's you yeah, yeah. values right. where do values come from i mean who's i'll take to libertarians say, over the left course, any day but you would too but i just you're right they that's not how they think so look my my i'm very pragmatic I want allies wherever I can find of them. Of course. And what libertarians do, the only thing libertarians do that rankles me is 
that they have a party, and that takes away votes from Republicans, which means that the left that the libertarians theoretically loathe will be more likely to be elected thanks to the libertarians. Hmm. Now, why? how do they justify that? I have no idea, other than a, a, an inflated self of import, self-importance. We are so important, we'll make our own political party, and if it means the left wins, so be it. Uh, that's that's not rational, and it's not moral. I just want to clarify, I agree with you, I just want to clarify quickly, because I, I think I said, you know, libertarians, there's no moral compass. Th- that was the wrong thing to say. What I what I meant to say was that that the... And this is absolutely true. Libertarians say it themselves. They they think the whole idea of certain social values is paternalistic, and that itself is that that's their moral compass. Their moral compass is just hands off. But they don't believe, like I, and I've gotten into debates on my show with libertarians. Like they don't believe in leaders or individuals espousing certain social values. Like in that way, they're very hands off. They're like, well, who's who's to say who's to tell you how you should live your life? And half of that I agree with you. You shouldn't, you know, be down people's throats, but also you shouldn't be allowing people to trans the kids. Right. Also, I have no problem in people telling me how to live my life. I have a problem with them legislating how I should lead my life. Mm. Yep. That's a very big difference. If you thought that uh, I should keep my kid out of school for two years, you could certainly think that. But if that's the law you passed, there is no school open, you're, you're scum. Mm. I don't care how you think. I care how you rule. The left wants to rule, not persuade. That's the danger. I want to persuade. Mm. I have no desire to rule. It really is like, and, and you, you've said this before, I don't feel any desire to force things on people the way that the left does. That's right. Well, I have okay. no yes, desire to police right. people. Virtually I, none of us do. That's right. Yes. I believe, as I was just saying. So they'll so- say abortion. So as, as if, by the way, let's say that's true. First of all, it's not there are a lot of answers to that, but you, to take one example and say that generalizes the, the that conservatives want to rule over people like leftists do is just dishonest, because it's it it's almost unique in in the world of the right of how we will legislate what we believe in. Well, it's not being pro life. I don't view it as ruling over people. I actually view it as the opposite. I view it as as letting the child live. Yes, that, that's right. On logical like, grounds, that's like saying we're ruling over people because we're banning homicide or we're banning right. uh, bank theft. Uh, I, I yes, uh, there's so much dishonesty in that in, in that debate. It, it's it's. Uh, I mean, look, the very notion of. And I don't want to obviously get into the whole abortion issue, uh, but yeah. I, but just the, the notion that the 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 fetus, the human fetus, is of infinite worth if the mother wants it, and it's not worth a pimple if she doesn't, is not a moral argument. It, it's we there is no example of that. Can you say that about a a born person? 
Why can you say it about an unborn person? If if you if I shoot a woman who is pregnant and the baby dies, I'm arrested for homicide. Yep. But if she doesn't want it and she goes to a doctor to get to kill the baby, it's a non-issue. So why is that? I don't understand. Is there any other parallel in life to the? I am the sole source of the, of moral decision making as there is a mother over what she's carrying. This is not a precise answer at all, but it's a, it's a first cousin. It's related, but I it's a different application of standards and in a different a different moral application of standards in the same way, you know, the left says protect Protect women or protect minorities, but the second that those women and minorities are conservative or oppose them, then they no longer deserve that protection. Like Israeli Clarence women Thomas, on, on, Cla- on October Israeli 7th. women. If Israeli women are raped, it's not protect women because those Israeli Rape, women stab, are the priv- privileged. Yes. yes. With black people, you know, protect black people unless you're Clarence Thomas. That's right. Then ruin his life with lies or Candace Owens or Larry Elder. And in fact, call him the black face of white supremacy. So, so yeah, we see, we see moral relativism in all realms of life. But, you know, I know that we... I know that you're saying we probably shouldn't get into the abortion issue, and I agree with you, but also Go it's, ahead. De- it's Dennis and Julie, so here we are. Dennis Prager here with a man I have come to admire for his work. So when I asked him, what do you do? This is the title he gave, Wealth Architect. Very simply put, I am a wealth architect that helps my clients accelerate the way they grow your wealth. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. The Internal Revenue Code is embedded with a number of things that you can take advantage of. It's what I call playing tax chess. We take the time to play tax chess in your favor. We give our clients unbiased, independent advice across all areas in their financial life because we have no incentive to sell anything. I was taken enough and impressed enough to have you do my work. And you have, in fact, saved me a serious amount of money. CharlesDombeck.com slash Prager. I got to tell you, because I, I am so drawn to the truth, there is no good there, – there, there are good arguments against uh, being pro-life, but from a moral standpoint – I can't find a moral justification for being pro-choice. I can find emotion. I can find emotional justifications, and I guess in some ways I could find a moral justification if the woman is raped. But again, let's get down to the really hard truth here. If you Even pursue if a truth, woman's, it's impossible to say. I know that it doesn't. It, there's no moral. That's what I'm finding. Th- that's why my video, which went viral on abortion for PragerU. I be open it up saying I'm not talking about legality, only morality. There is no moral argument for abortion if the mother's life is not endangered. There is no moral right. argument. I'm sorry. I know. And that's because you and I care about truth. I, I, I am not fixated on the issue. I don't speak about it that much. But if you care about truth, then you're, the argument that a, a, baby in the womb, or human fetus, if you want to call it that, fine, has no worth, has no stature. This is so hard, and it is 
heartbreaking and it is painful and it is deeply uncomfortable. But if a woman is raped, that chi- that the child of rape is is just as precious yes, of okay. a child as a child this of consent the, consensual sex. Uh, this will sound boring to people, but now you know these are the moments that I adore you. Your 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 conviction about telling the truth at any price it, is it, so in it's so wonderful and so does my heart good because we we get it. You were raped and now you have to carry that child. Oh to my term. god! Can Emotionally, you imagine? I you and I both respond. But if the child has worth, how it was conceived is is another issue. I know. E- either it's either it is human or it's garbage. I mean, th- what what is what is there in between? Half human, half garbage. I debated a guy about thirty years ago on this. I'll never forget. I wish there was a recording of it. And fi- I kept saying, you know, in in the view of this of the people who were pro uh, pro choice, the human fetus might as well be a pimple. Mm-hmm. It is not worth more than a pimple. And finally, the guy just got disgusted, and he goes, "Yes, that's right. I regard it as a pimple." And I thought, "Okay, I just want the, I just want it. I don't have to do anything more." Hmm. I forced the man to acknowledge that there was no difference between removing a pimple and removing a child. And this is what I wish people understood, because I'm I'm going in my mind back to my. Uh, I was never leftist, but liberal self. And I really believed that conservatives were, were wrong and they were bigoted on abortion. And I thought, and I thought it's so sick that they want to control women like this. And let me tell you, if there's someone listening who thinks that, I understand you. And I want, and it's now that I'm this me, I just want to make it so clear when I'm making these arguments, there is not one iota of a desire in me to control a woman's decision or to force something upon her that she doesn't want or isn't comfortable with. It's it's actually like the emotion that I'm feeling isn't I want to force someone to do something. It's actually I want to take my hands off. It's actually again the opposite. It's I want to let I want to protect that precious voiceless defenseless child which has infinite worth because it is a human being and I want to give that child the opportunity of life that all of us are enjoy because we were not aborted. Isn't it funny? Like, it's just, it's so distorted. They, and look, maybe there are some crazy people who are pro-life because they have a malignant desire to control women. Maybe, I don't know. But I, I know pro-life people and I am so sympathetic to the pro-life argument that I know it doesn't come from that. It literally comes from the opposite emotion of wanting to let things be free. When you said it was the opposite of what in fact exists, Sean, can you uh, play the coach from the New England uh, Patriots? I want you to hear a line that the head coach of an NFL team, the New England Patriots, Gerard, what? Mayo, yeah, Gerard Mayo. This He just had a press conference. He's a black guy, head coach of, of an NFL team. It's a very, very, very big position. Mm-hmm. Well salaried, highly respected, and th- listen to what he said. I don't know if I is it, is it coming through. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. Okay, and- okay. What that man said, every liberal listening 
let alone leftist, agrees with. It shows you the lack of ability to think rationally uh, among many liberals and all leftists. What the man says, if you don't see race, then you don't see racism, is literally the opposite of reality. As I said on my radio show, do you think any Jew in Germany in the 1930s would have said, well, if you don't see ethnicity, race, or religion, then you're an anti-Semite? Wouldn't he have said, I wish you didn't see race, ethnicity, or religion? Mm. The man said the opposite, literally the opposite. It would be like saying, gray is yellow. He said the opposite of the truth. And the whole sports writing world filled with uh, idiot savants. They know sports and they know nothing else. Sports writers are particularly stupid people. And uh, they are. I, I have been following them all of my life. The moment they stray from sports, they become morons. These are the people who led the argument that Washington Redskins was racist and, and bigoted, even though American Indians, Native Americans, didn't think so. They, they, you have no idea. When they write on sports, I love reading them. When they write on the rest of life, they're fools. Every, like oh, virtually everyone. Like, just like actors and actresses. That is correct. So, uh, the, they listen to this guy and go, wow, boy, is that true? If you don't see race, you don't see racism. No, if you do see race, you see racism, you moron. We live, the New York Times is filled with morons. Harvard is filled with morons. Forget that they're immoral. Forget that they promote evil. The fact is they're stupid. This is what can drive a man crazy. They don't think clearly. If you see race, you're a racist. If you don't see race, you're not a racist. It is the opposite of what that moron said, and everyone in the room agreed with him. Harumph. No, this is so important. I know it is. They're intellectual lightweights. The entire left forget that they're moral morons. Moral idiots is the term. Right. They are intellectually bereft of ability. They don't know how to think. They're stupid. That line is stupid. The only people who aren't racist are people who don't give a damn about race and don't see race. I wrote, I, I mentioned on my radio show, I wrote a piece, it's a great piece, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I, one of the ways I fell in love with America, America in my 20s, I joined the Simi Valley California Rotary Club. It was a very tiny city, but I was living, that's where I went to for live. Brandeis. Yes, because right. Brandeis Bardeen Institute. So I lived in the Simi Valley for three years. And nobody, no, I actually had to travel 20 minutes just to go to eat. At least 20 minutes. Anyway, uh, I joined the Simi Valley Rotary Club, and I was the only Jew in the club. And I wrote this piece years ago. I said, you know you know what blow, blew my mind? Nobody gave a damn. That was the old America. No one gave a damn. No one. That's right. But they've made us now give a damn. That, that's right. So that's what made them non-anti-Semitic. If they'd have been fixated on my being a Jew, that would have been a problem. I was Dennis. Not Dennis the Jew, not Dennis the Black, not Dennis the White, not Dennis the the Asian. The Dennis straight, the homosexual, right? Gosh, and you know what? I just want to pause because I know why you're getting so animated about this because it goes back to the theme of this show, the theme of every show: good and evil, and truth, and truth. Well, that's 
to me, good and evil. It's it's mm-hmm. if you're good, you're going towards the truth. If you're evil, you're going away from it. it. This is that is why you are getting so upset. Yes, yes, they are intellectual lightweights, but they're intellectual lightweights in supporting evil things. And their intellectual uh, lack I'm, of capacities yeah, well, it's, it's are giving question. credence. Can you be an intellectual lightweight and be good? So yeah. I, I don't know the answer. <laughs> I think, you, I, I, I think uh, so. I think you so. You can. Yeah, yeah, well, then, so here's a great question. Does the Does the average conservative understand... What a lie that coach said. By the way, the coach believes it. So it's a philosophical question. If you believe it, is it a lie? But so about leaving it aside, it is a gigantic lie. If you don't see race, you're a racist or that's racism. It's, it's, it's beyond lie. It's, it's. Then Martin Luther King was a racist. Well, no, his dream was racist. Right. Yeah. At that time, people did. What he wanted. Yes. He, he, exactly, exactly. They hate when we quote that line. They hate it. Okay. Well, that's part of my draw away from the left because it's like if you're going to make stupid statements like that, then it's a pretty good indicator that your arguments are very hollow. You know? Right. That's the reason they have to suppress dissent. Deep down, I believe leftists know that if anyone hears a counter argument, they will be persuaded. That's, that is why they shut us down from campuses. That is why all the social media shut us down. That, that, you now know the reason. That's why they hate PragerU. Five, they're afraid of a five minute video in a classroom will undo eight years of brainwashing of the left. And you know what? They're right. It's, yes, it's a legitimate fear. Truth, I don't believe a little light conquers all darkness. That's a cute line. I wish it were true. But I do believe a little truth counters lies. That's yes, yes that's what I was saying. Yeah, and you're a living. Yes, that's correct. That that is true. They they in 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 their see. I wonder, God, I I would give serious money to this man to sit down with me and have a public dialogue. And if I would explain to him what he said is meaningless and the opposite of truth. That the whole, the only non-racism is not to see race. I would I convince him. Hmm. See, I don't. I don't know the answer. See, so do people believe lies and absurdities because they've been brainwashed? That's the question of the episode. Yes, that is. And and if they're if they're shown logic and truth, they go, oh boy, I can't believe I believe that. That was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Or are they emotionally committed to the lie? I, I I I don't know the answer. Well, I think it's that it's the same reason why the fifty one X uh, CIA or other intelligence officials ass- sign that letter okay. saying that the Hunter Biden laptop right. story was Russian disinfo when so, it wasn't. Yeah. They believe that the lie is going to help them facilitate the greatest amount of goodness. That's because correct. Because we got to get that evil Trump out of office. That's so right. even if it's not true That's that the right. Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian right. disinformation, we're going to say it's true because we're actually right. helping so what's again, true. So again, I would pay serious money to have all 51 of those uh, ex-heads of the FBI, CIA, and so on. I would like to have them individually 
Say, now that you know that what you wrote was completely untrue. They knew at the time what they wrote was completely untrue. Did you know it then? See, uh, I would like this done under, while they were on a lie detector. Right. Did you know it then? Uh, Let's say, no, I didn't know it then. Did you believe then that this was likely to be Russian disinformation? Now what do you believe? If, let's say, you did believe that, this nonsense that it was Russian disinformation, Okay. Looking back, are you ashamed of yourself? See, I believe there's no shame on the left. I, I wrote 40 years ago. Being, It's taken from the famous movie Love Story from the 60s mm-hmm. or 70s. Mm-hmm. And, and the, 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 it had a stupid line. Being in love means never having to say you're sorry, which was a stupid line. But okay. I don't even see. I don't, what does it even mean? No, it means nothing. Okay. I don't get but it. so I took that famous line and I said, "Being on the left means never having to say you're sorry," and 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 it it's as true today as it was when I first wrote it. Hmm. You're right. By the way, you you have the same reaction to the movie line that I did. I go, wait, wait. No, I, I think I'm being, stupid. Like being in love means never having to say you're sorry. I I remember what does it thinking, mean? no, right? No, uh, literally, okay. I'm not being as it, you would it say. Means cute. As what does much, it mean? It, it's one of those lines that means nothing. It just what, like, like the coach's line. You don't have to say you're line. sorry to your spouse. Yes, like, no. If the, I, I remember, I remember saying to friends. I wasn't even on radio yet, and I remember saying, "I got to see the year of the movie." I think it was in the '60s, and so I remember saying, "Wait a minute." I would think being in love means frequently saying you're sorry. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> see, here's the thing. It drives me crazy is when I can't understand it. Like that football coach, whoever that guy was, what he said was stupid, but I could understand it. I could get into his head mm-hmm. and understand his argument. Right. This That line, uh-huh. I, do, I literally like uh-huh. don't understand what it's saying. I, I just – we may be close to out of time, but there are two points I want to make, if you don't mind. The first is – If they minded, they wouldn't be watching. That's true. Yeah, Eric Siegel. Yes, that's I said love story. 1970. Okay. So when did I start on radio? One minute, hold on. 40 years ago. Yeah, no, no, the 80s, right. Okay, go on. We've said this before on Dennis and Julie, but it just continues to amaze me. The inversions in modern society. And it's all across the board. This guy says that if you don't see race you're racist that is literally the opposite like if you don't see race you aren't racist yeah that's right. like yes. it's the opposite yeah that's right you know the opposite right. like in, right. Uh, they say that you know people are lying if you say that there are only two genders but there are only two genders is the truth mm-hmm they say that you know the United States right. is an it's evil country. It's That's a good right. country. Right. Everything is Israel's inversion. Israel's the villain, and Hamas are the, are the victims. It's it's all in it's like it's all inversion. What? It's all. That's yes. right. That's why my analogy is the left doesn't have a broken moral compass because a broken moral compass may be right twice a day, like a broken clock. Hmm. Their moral compass is set to north is south and south is north. It right. doesn't, on occasion, make a mistake of north and south. It's always wrong. Another example is when they talk about, you know, gender affirming care for minors. That's not gender affirming care. Right. It's, it's gender, gender denying. denying abuse. 
my jewels. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is not diverse. It's not equitable, equitable, and it's not inclusive. It's crazy. So I figured oh my out, gosh. for all you guys who are around Julie's age or a little older. By guys? Would, do you mean guys or do you mean by, like no, guys men, and girls? Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys and girls, yes. Oh. Okay. Who uh, would like to, to have a date with Jules. Oh, my God. <laughs> let, let, I know. I'm sorry to embarrass you. I know how I, I'm giving you now the ticket to her heart. Read Jane Eyre. Close. <laughs> Better, Solzhenitsyn. Yeah. I go through these obsessions. It's so like. <laughs> if a guy said to you on a date. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I, I was reading Cancer Ward the other day. You go, what? Did Dennis send you? That's, that's well, I would, would believe think. that Dennis sent him. Yes, yes I exactly. would. I told him what to say. This stuff is, I, I know I'm like a Cancer broken... Ward is one of the famous, uh, the most famous thing Solzhenitsyn wrote is one day in the life of Ivan Denisovich. And, but he got Cancer permission Ward... from Khrushchev to write that because yeah. that was the Khrushchev thaw period of the that, Soviet that's Union. That's right. So I, I said I had two more things to you say. You know that Khrushchev took off a shoe in the United Nations and banged it and said, we will bury you? No. Oh, you look it up. You'll crack up. Khrushchev was a Ukrainian peasant. He wasn't Russian. Kulak. Stalin wasn't Russian, and uh, Khrushchev wasn't Russian. Oh, how about how about Hitler wasn't German? That's right. And, uh, and Napoleon um, wasn't French. Napoleon wasn't French, and, and Muhammad Ali wasn't Egyptian. And Mo and Moses. Moses was raised in Egyptian. Yes. Um, I know where you got that from. You yes, <laughs> that I know. And okay, another one, Saladin, who's the like. Yeah, big well, that, Arab that, yeah, guy well, that was Muhammad Arab. Ali, I thought. No, Muhammad Wait, is Ali it, is the boxer. Saladin was, uh, was Wait, Albanian. Wait, is Muhammad Ali the boxer? No, not the boxer. No, yeah. uh, no, no, no. He's named after a great uh, uh, Arab leader. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, and it might have been an Ali, uh, uh, Saladin. Yeah, go ahead. What's Can your, I, the, your, the second thing? Yeah. Okay, so to go back to the abortion conversation for a minute. This is this is like the fight of my life right now. No, not, I'm not talking about the issue of abortion. I'm talking about this kind of moral truth rabbit hole I'm in. I know that if I am going off of morality, that I would be against abortion, even if it is in the case of a woman who is raped. That is so hard. Like, and and this is why I say it's like the fight of my life right now because it's like sometimes I know I know the truth is good. I know that it is a good thing to advocate for and defend a life, even if that life is the result of a terrible or is the outcome of a terrible oh, thing. But there are such costs to saying something like that. And I'm not going to stop saying it. Clearly, I'm I'm saying it, but oh, I would compromise on it for the for the greater good of uh, of of, uh, of having conservatives win elections and pass other laws with regard to abortion. Uh, I I'm, I hear uh, you. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I totally hear you. Uh, on yeah. That. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just saying for the record. It, it. I don't. I don't take positions to feel good about myself. I take positions. To do good. To, to, if you know that conservatives will lose elections because they advocate 
banning abortion in case of rape. So what you're saying is, for the sake of that principle, I am prepared to destroy the best society ever lived, that has ever been created. I'm not. And and so I just want to make it clear. uh, And by the way, that is why often I feel I have a lot of support. I obviously have a huge amount of support. It's mostly from individuals, not communities, because there are so many people who are, are purists. Right. I'm not a purist. And even to bring back the Bible, which is so funny because I... There's not there's nothing that anybody should be ashamed of loving the Bible and being super religious. But I think you'd get an idea of me watching the show that I'm like this huge religious person because I quote the Bible so much. It's just funny to me because I I love God and I'm I love the Bible, but I I wrestle with it all the time. Um but but God doesn't even want us to be pure. I mean, in the in the Sodom and Gomorrah story, he has to destroy that evil town at mm-hmm. the expense of 10 righteous people. That's right. That's what we had to do in World War II when we partnered with yeah. the evil Soviet Union That's to defeat right. the greater evil of Nazi Germany. So, but but I agree with you on the abortion issue legislatively, 100%. But the the thing that I was trying to highlight is speak what I tell myself is, okay, it's not just enough to know the truth. You have to speak the truth. Yeah, that's right. And that's in, in, in this abortion right. case is the, the biggest example. I mean, that, if you know, the child how hard it is to is say a that child, then how it was conceived is, is not determinative any more than if you're born. Oh, you, you, oh, you're the product of rape. You're not worth as much as a person who's the product of love. It is, it is so hard to sit on this podcast and put my face on the internet and say that. But then what I tell myself is if I care about the truth as much as I hope I do mm-hmm. and as much as I want to, it's not just enough for me to know it. I have to say it. That's, that's precious. I think we'll leave it at that. It's... it's And I know you give me hope. And it, well, thank you. That's very sweet. I hope I'm worthy of that. But I, I know people will just come at me, and it will be vicious, and they'll accuse me of hating women, of not, you know, of insen- right. yeah, yes, not, and not as as if I don't think that the right. act of rape is the most evil thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get persecuted for telling the truth. That's right. More than for any other single thing. On that happy note, you can reach us at julie at julie-hartman.com. And I say us because Dennis also, I forward the emails to him and Dennis loves hearing from you guys as much as I do. So thank you. Thank you for writing into me. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Julie R. Hartman. And you can follow Dennis. That's right. You can. You can follow me. the Dennis Prager on Instagram and at Dennis Prager on Twitter. Shalom. Bye, everybody.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.